You're listening to You and I from Content Square, a podcast about digital experience, what that even means today, and what data can tell us about how you and I are navigating it. Hello, everyone. I'm back in my closet, and we're here for another update on what our data is telling us about the impact coronavirus pandemic is having on e-commerce. On today's episode, we're going to look at certain industry trends a bit more closely. We're going to talk about the three industries which outperformed this week versus three which didn't do so well. We're also going to take a look at what has become the new necessity after everyone finished stocking up on all the pasta and toilet paper in the world. My name is Kat, and today I am joined by one of the smartest people I know to discuss this very topic. Feel free to introduce yourself, Eve. Hello, I am Eve Halimi, a strategic project associate at Content Square. Kat, thanks so much for having me on today. I am super excited to be talking numbers, but I'm actually also super curious to know more about what people are spending their time online doing right now, because I have been on Excel way too much. So just to know, how many industries are we collecting online behavior data on during this time? So first off, honestly, you are a true master of those spreadsheets. Just have to say that your organization skills are on point. And then uh, to answer your question and give a little background on our data, we've recently compared behaviors across over 20 industries in 26 countries. Overall, we've seen the average number of transactions surge by 33% across all e-commerce sites since the start of the outbreak. So there's been quite a lot of activity. People stuck at home ordering things online? What a shocker, am I right? Damn, that's a lot. I didn't think it would be that many. So I'm curious, which are the industries bringing that average down? I read in the news lately that Airbnb is expected to lose $1 billion for the first half of the year. Yeah, I heard about that one, too, on one of the millions of podcasts I listened to. As we mentioned in our previous episode, travel and hospitality were understandably hit hard by this pandemic. The tourism sector got hit by a 70% decrease in online traffic. Airbnb is a good example of how much companies in that sector are getting affected. Makes sense, right? What's hard is that no one knows how long this will last, and this is especially difficult for the travel industry. It might take years for for them to recover these losses. I know some people that are postponing all international travel until next year and opting to rearrange plans to keep things a little bit more domestic, at least until we have a better idea of how things are ultimately going to play out. I myself had a trip planned with some friends to go to South America in August and ultimately made the decision to cancel until at least 2021. Now I just plan on visiting my mom in California instead. At least she's happy about it. What about you? Any postponed plans? Ugh, I'm so sorry to hear about to hear that about your plans, Kat. But I feel you. I had one of my best friends' weddings in Paris this July, but it's now getting postponed to 2021 because they don't want to do a Zoom wedding, which I completely get. But also, postponing a wedding by a year is a bet I wouldn't take. That's way too much risk, especially when you're quarantined with your quote-unquote future husband and nothing else to do. Um, On a more serious note, I was also supposed to be in Paris currently as we're speaking with my family and friends for the Passover holidays. And instead, I'm just alone at home stuffing my face with matzah. Dude, I'm sorry about that. That definitely sucks. Now just to go back into what we're talking about awkwardly. And of course, as we mentioned last week, travel isn't the only one feeling the negative effects of COVID-19 on their bottom dollar. The event and entertainment industry has seen a 72% decrease in traffic. That whole social distancing rule is really putting a damper on large-scale get-togethers. 
Movies are being watched solely at home with lackluster popcorn. I really need to get some of that liquid gold they have at theaters. Uh, Festivals are being held on YouTube and sports games are... Well, they're just not. Although I do know some devoted fans are re-watching old games, so to each to their own. You just got to find a way to continue to connect with the events you enjoyed when you could leave your closet. I mean, apartment. Sorry. Freudian slip. Many people have been taking advantage of the technology available to mimic social events, like Netflix party for Netflix and movies or house party for happy hours with games. I've participated in quite a few myself. We've all found inventive ways to stay connected to our social networks. Even my self-proclaimed pretentious coworker, who shall not be named, has initiated old film nights on the Criterion channel by just pressing play at the same time as her Italian lover, who is located like 50 miles from her. Yes, that is what she calls him, by the <laughs> That's way. That's amazing. Um, okay, but so it does look like the entertainment space will get hit for a long time as well. Realistically, it won't get better until a vaccine is out. And by the way, Melinda Gates just recently predicted that it will take 18 months for a vaccine to become widely available. So considering we're not done with coronavirus for another year and a half, do you think virtual events might become the new thing? To a certain extent, sure. I myself have watched a few sets of some of those virtual concerts I mentioned before, and Obviously, there were a million webinars that anyone can attend because uh, all of those conferences have been canceled, unfortunately. But do I foresee myself taking part in virtual dance parties? That's going to be a no-go for me personally. But you do you. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. That would be weird. Um, So anything else interesting in our Impact Data Hub that you think is worth sharing? Yeah, lastly, for the ones that... uh, didn't actually do so well in this past week, I wanted to mention the 35% fall in the jewelry and watch sector. I guess, in a way, keeping track of time has become obsolete during all of this. I mean, I rarely even know what day it is, unless it's Friday. I always know when it's Friday. (laughs) That's so true. I have lost complete track of time. So how about those sectors that are outperforming? I know that for one, all that I've been doing except from Excels and of course, PowerPoints from time to time is uh, grocery shopping online and well, watching Sex in the City. As are many others. Uh, the grocery part. I think everyone else has seen Sex in the City by now. Last time we talked about the grocery sector seeing an increase of 160% in traffic, and now it's up a staggering 189%. Because, like, realistically, when was the last time we left our NYC apartments to get food? Yeah. (laughs) Now that I think about it, I haven't gone outdoors in a good two weeks. That's crazy. For me, it's been a little bit more. I should really go on a walk. But we've... uh, also seen a 63% surge in the media. Like you said, TV shows are about the only thing that keeps me sane. Last week, I had some lightweight recommendations. And this week, I think everyone should watch Ozark. I'm a little bit late on the train because they're already on season three. I'm halfway through season one, but it's great. Super intense, though. So be prepared. Ooh, I haven't watched Ozark yet, but have definitely heard great things. So putting that as my next show to watch, I love drama series. But so on a more serious note, what is the other sector that's performing well during this pandemic? So uh, the last industry that we're going to talk about seeing a general uplift is retail technology with a 31% increase in traffic up 10% since we mentioned it in our previous episode, preparing for the long haul in our home offices or uh, couches as the case may be. 
<laughs> cool. That's uh, that's that's very interesting. Well, we are just readjusting to working from home for a while, which transitions nicely into the second part of this episode, which we have dubbed new necessities. At this point, we have gotten into the swing of living our lives solely from our houses. We work from home, work out at home, happy hour at home. You get the idea. So with that in mind, it makes sense that consumers are in the mood for doing a little home improvement. Nice to know that I am not alone in my newfound need to paint all of the walls in my apartment. You just don't notice how much improvement is really needed until you were there 24-7 for weeks. Yeah, you're definitely not alone, especially considering the 23% increase in the volume of visits to home decor stores. They aren't just visiting, though. People are taking the time to look through their design choices. The time they spend browsing for home furnishes has increased by almost 47% since the start of the outbreak. It's not just window shopping either. They're putting the time and money into their home makeovers. And by the way, transactions were up in the UK and US by over 50% last week from the week before. I mean, I get that. I spent two hours the other day just looking for the perfect ottoman, especially knowing that I will be spending a lot of time with it. That's on top of the bookcase and kitchen island I decided to invest in, which I won't even tell you how long I took to pick those ones out. It just felt like it was time to make my apartment feel like a home since I'm here quite so much. So yeah, understandable. I love that. Um, Yeah, I mean, your home is now basically your whole world. Home is also now where you're the offices. And in line with upgrading your home decor, people are also looking to upgrade their workstations. So we're browsing and buying desks and lighting. So I guess uh, propping up their computers using pillows while sitting on the couch for eight hours isn't for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Nope. uh, It appears not. They're interested in covering those pillows in brand new cases, though. The volume of products browsed in the linen and bath linen category shot up by 96% from the week before. This could be part of the recent taking your home decor to the next level, or it could be more practical. I mean, you can't get the, to the laundromat as often, so better have more backups. You know, we both live in New York, so we know how it is when it comes to doing laundry. Or maybe everyone is lying about getting out of bed. People, enable video on your Zoom meetings so we can know the truth. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Everyone should have their, have their video on. It's only fair. And I hear ya. What I wouldn't give to have an in-unit washer-dryer. I really, seriously, what I wouldn't give. So it sounds like people have really moved away from the panic buying we all went through at the beginning of the stay-at-home order and are now moving towards purchases that make those homes more agreeable. I mean, retail therapy is totally a thing. And I can't think of a happier way to spend it than on upgrading your immediate surroundings, if you have the option and the ability, that is. I mean, that's basically where my tax refund went. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Definitely. But I do wonder how that sector is going to perform over the next few weeks and just generally how people's online behavior will pivot. What will people focus on next? What's great is that we're going to be tracking these 20 plus industries to see how they evolve over the next few weeks to understand online behaviors during this pandemic. So join us next time to see what we learn about digital consumer behavior during our population's mass adoption of the hermit lifestyle. That's super cool. Um, gotta love Condon Square for that. <laughs> oh, and Kat, what else are you doing to keep sane during these times? Need some FaceTimes with family and friends, online yoga classes, reading? I definitely need some tips. 
So I have partaken in the odd happy hour with old friends that I haven't spoken to in years, which has been really fun. Um, but really, I, I have to recommend adult coloring books. I'm a big fan. No shame. It's my Zen time while I listen to podcasts. I also just invested in a PlayStation 4, so basically I'm regressing to childhood. So I'm one of those people sending up traffic in the retail technology sector. Can't wait to get my Call of Duty on. <laughs> Any suggestions from you? I love that. Um, I'm a huge fan of coloring books as well. And they are one of the most relaxing, low-key activities out there. Oh, and I also love the investment in a PlayStation. That's amazing. Um, I've been playing quite a lot of Monopoly, Bagamon, and cards, especially Shkoba. <laughs> it's our favorite game with my siblings. But also highly recommend any kind of online yoga. Get moving as much as possible and take the time to read the books you never got around to reading. Thanks for the tips. I literally have no idea what Shkoba is, but I will definitely be looking into it. Uh, can't promise I will actually take advantage of the online yoga, but I will take it into consideration. So um, thanks again for joining me today, Eve. It was really great to have you. Can't wait to have you back or here permanently. Uh, I just want to add that as we see more normal online buying habits resume, why don't we make a collective effort and send some of those digital dollars to businesses that might not be our usual go-tos for digital shopping, but need our support. Your local bookstore is probably selling books over the phone or online. Your local clothes stores need your patronage. Restaurants that are closed are selling merch or delivery. I myself have ordered beer from a local brewery. So let's invest now to make sure these businesses are still there when we come out of quarantine. Also, just so everyone knows, Girl Stout cookies can be ordered online. You can enjoy them while you redecorate your living rooms. You're welcome. <laughs>